20 other cats. That's too many cats. Yeah. You can't spread love amongst all those cats. Also, it was probably just, here, have a fucking burn, and they ran around and stuff. Oh, I'd love to run around in the burn, though. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then we adopted her and stuck her in a small apartment with another cat that kind of likes her. Yeah, that's cats. That's about as good as it gets. I mean, I'm glad they're just not killing each other. That's, that's true. That, like, honestly, most worried about that. They get over it. Well, oh, yeah, 100%. Really a too laissez-faire for that. Well, she also doesn't have teeth. So... Her defense is all claw. Yesterday, uh, Alaska yawned next to Emily, and she knew she didn't have teeth. That was absolutely a fact established and often toted by Emily. But she looked in her mouth, because she was just looking at the cat at the time, and it finally clicked in. Holy fuck. So teeth. That cat doesn't have teeth. (laughs) Yeah, it's one thing when you know the cat doesn't have teeth, but when it muckles on and tries to bite you, and it's like... Oh, yeah, the, the gums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weird texture feeling. Also, yeah. she can't keep her tongue in her mouth a lot of the time, so she blends a lot. <laughs> She's a cute cat. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That cat's a mess. A hot mess, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but a decent mess. Oh, she's a lovely mess. Yeah. If, like, you saw that... If your mom saw that in your room, she would be like, yeah, I mean, okay, I get it. <laughs> it's a mess, but it's a mess for a reason. I know where everything is, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not like, you know, guests come over and, like, they're going to, like, walk down the hallway and then your room door is going to be open and they're going to stare in and it's just like, no, that's been lived in. That's not a mess. That's that's a lived-in room. That's Alaska. That's fair. That's actually really <laughs> apt. <laughs> but the preconceived notion that the SPCA or wherever you got it from was that, you know, this is a teenager's room, so it's gross and don't go in there, right? And then you're like, the fuck's wrong with this? It's an all right room. It's, it looks like my room. Oh, 100%, yeah. <laughs> She was apparently real sassy to everyone, and then as the day we came in, she apparently either turned a new leaf or really liked me. Yeah, likes all of us at D&D, so I don't know what the hell they were on. Animals are strange. They do that a lot. Also, I'm pretty sure it's because she just came out of surgery, and she was probably pissed by it. Yeah, probably. I'd be pretty ornery, too, if they just ripped all my teeth out, and now I gum people like an old man. <laughs> I've seldom been super pleased after my surgeries. That's fair. Yeah. I've yet to go under, so... And unfortunately, cats can't really <laughs> communicate in a way that we do, i.e., I'm pissed off at my surgery, but cats are just like, I'm gonna gum ya! Yeah. Just gonna move that over there. There we go. Sure. It's a reflective surface. It makes it so that, you know, he tans the chin. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I got your back. I don't drink my coffee. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> just yeah, I'm, I'm on three hours of sleep. Tonight. Yeah, you seem a little, a little, a little better. Oh, yeah. I, uh... <laughs> I had to get up early today to get ready for people taking stuff out and, yeah. move, and partially attempting to move. And uh, But last night after I got home from work, just went to sleep and I was sitting there I'm like, no, I want to be up for a bit and I end up staying up till five, which is a mistake. Yeah, I stayed up till three. I like I looked <laughs> yeah, at the time. I, I stayed up till nine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I looked at the time around like one thirty-two, and I'm like, yeah, it's getting late. And then it was a while and I'm like, Huh, it's been a while since I looked at the clock. <laughs> Feels like quarter to four. I click my phone and it's 3.46. I'm like, yeah, that's about right. Yep. I should get off soon. Yep. And then half hour later, finally turned off yep. Dragon's Dogma. Yeah, I was, uh, it was like two o'clock when I looked at the, the clock. Wow. And, um. <laughs> <laughs> the clock on the wall says three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's going to be one of those podcasts. 
giggly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I looked at it and I was um, I was playing Diablo because like a new season popped up and I was like, I've got nothing to do right now. I don't really want to play Arena because I played like enough for today. Fuck it, I'll load up that. And uh, yeah, it's like there was a video ending. It was like an hour long discussion about Mary Minger too. And I was like, all right, that's pretty fair. It's two o'clock. All right, that's probably I should probably you know start packing up and go to bed. I'll just finish this act, get all the bounties and stuff, and mm-hmm. you know get my cash and turn it in. And well, I can do this objective that's over on this act. Or, or, well, I did the act there, so I might as well just finish all that. And then yeah, three o'clock happened. Games like that are a trap. Whenever <laughs> I sit down to play Minecraft, Factorio, or anything that you can say, here's a mundane goal that takes a while to do. And you just want to see the goal happen. It, the time passes in a blink of an eye. It's, oh, yeah. it's the civilization game effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean to finish destroying the airbase. Yeah, the um, I uh, like I've gotten into Mordhau. Yes, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's fun. It has some jank to it, but it's a fun kind of jank. Hmm. Um, there's a video I need to show you later of because you can get loot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Was it the guy playing um, Doom? Doom, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you can get it, and it gives, I guess, some kind of buff to the people nearby you. I don't know exactly what. Decent. I haven't looked it up. Um, but you can just jam on it. Yep. I was very uh, fucking taken aback, because like, it popped up on my uh, Twitter as I was like scrolling at work, and I was like, I have to put on my headphones and watch this. Yeah, yeah, just... I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's really good. Um, so there's... Uh, I don't know if Chivalry had it, but there's... You parry. Yeah. It's the block button, but it's timing-based. So yeah. You have to do it as it's about to hit. Uh, feels good when you do it. Hmm. To repost, you need to attack just before or just at the moment your parry connects. Okay, so it's for honor kind of stuff. Yes. Because so you, you can block, but you parry can also attack. Parry. So on your motion to parry, you click the attack, and you'll yep. spin around and hit them, and it's faster. Yeah, same thing um, with for honor. If two people are attacking on the right vector, your swords will go and scrape off to the other side. That's good. So me and this guy, both using the same long sword, come at each other, and we come from on my right side, hit, scrape off to the left and you f- you turn your screen to get extra hit range and yeah. throw off the timing so it's harder to block and we go to the left to the right to the left and just shake the right. Jump the entire time <laughs> we both go to stab each other and it's uh they call it barreling i think All right. um but you like someone goes to stab at you and you take back with the sword and then stab at them. Yeah. It's the same as the sweeping, like, mm-hmm. oh, my you're mitz- in a lightsaber fight. My Mitsurugi bullshit. So we go left, right, left, right, left, stab back. It still doesn't work. And we're like, shit. <laughs> Couldn't get out of it. Then a man on a horse with a claymore swaying by. <laughs> and he's like, boom. <laughs> Just like, oh, my head's gone. Yeah. I like I, the situations uh... of games where you're playing and you have an opponent. You have an objective, I need to kill that person opponent. But you guys are just so in sync that you just fuck around for a little bit. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh... I, um, in, because we're talking about Mordown and Chivalry and stuff, like I had one in Chivalry where I was, I think, the last man or last couple men left of the team. And I just ran to the woods, mm-hmm. and I just strafed between five trees. And every time they slashed, I would hide behind a tree, and it would tink off the tree, and I'd come out, tink, stab him in the face. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was like five or six minutes of a sword fight with three people. <laughs> and I just, 
I took out two of them. Yeah. Some of the maps have choke points with, like, buildings near them, mm. and some are, like, behind a castle wall. So you have to come up stone steps, and if people are, try- like, if they're just, like, mashing attacks and not paying attention to the direction they're doing it from, yeah. they'll just chink off the wall constantly. Yep. Um, I was telling Beard a little bit about it. There's this really asshole meta where people will just stab forever. Because mm-hmm. it's usually a faster hit. It just does way less damage, usually. Um, the rapier especially has really good timing, has extra ability to parry people on the way in. Mm-hmm. Um, and its stab is fast and pretty strong because it's a rapier. It's a rapier. Um, so I had a guy who just looked like a Dark Souls motherfucker with like closed face helmet, full plate, and like a big furry... Uh, neckerchief mm. and just has the rapier and he just sprints at you and then immediately just stabs repeatedly forever. Uh, so I made an incredibly Spanish man with one eye to do the same thing back. Of course. Of course. Uh, and then I just roam the battlefield for people with rapiers who only fr- thrust and then I with my own rapier go up and only thrust at them forever. And it's great. Fucking Raphael hunting. Yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> um, sometimes I get bored of that, and instead... Because they have an S-Doc. Now, usually you see S-Docs in games as, oh, the character who uses rapier-type weapons, or it's, it's always some sword type, and usually if there's a fencer person, an S-Doc is just a stronger form of rapier, because JRPGs are like that. Hmm. It's a two-handed rapier. I didn't know that. Oh. And you go, huh, that's not very nimble. Yes, it is. <laughs> because I'll run around with that and just go, sha, sha. <laughs> <laughs> the alternative, because you can take different perks. Uh, some are to deal less damage to your teammates, which is that's good. bueno. Um, if you take a Zwyander, <laughs> yeah. you take the hurt my teammates less and heal to full on... Uh, like, heal to full health on a kill. You can't wear any armor, because it uses all of your points for the Zwyander, the other thing, and that. Yeah. But you can just sit there, and you just take wide-sweeping hits where you just strafe your camera back and forth. And you can kill, like, three boys with one slash. That's good. <laughs> back and forth. Ah, uh, yes, the corn berserker technique. Yeah. <laughs> um. Blood for the blood god and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. You just go for it. And then I had a rapier boy come up to me. And by chance, I did the uh, barreling thing where, like, he went to stab me. But I did... I was doing an uppercut with my Zwyander. Jesus. Which he tinged off of it, and it ground. I just went, nope. <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm going to keep going. <laughs> right up him. Then a man who was naked riding a horse punched my head off. <laughs> that just seems to be how it goes, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah it, it, you can just murder people just by hitting them with the horse. Oh, yeah. yeah right? I've seen that. And if you're swinging... <clears throat> You do so much extra damage because you're fast mm. um, that you just go, and you're just dead. <laughs> they just die. Sometimes uh, it'd be like that. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, medieval times were, uh, were wild. <laughs> yeah. You can literally punch a man's head off and it'd be a viable combat strategy. <laughs> They've told tales of him. They wove tapestries of the head puncher horseman. <laughs> I've seen guys go like, <laughs> but now you're headless horseman. <laughs> I've seen guys go full plate, like, heavily invested in plate, they use less stamina, they get health back on a kill, and they have a shield in one hand and the, like, 
a perk for improved unarmed strike, basically. Mm. And they just sit there with a shield so that they can parry. Not like a full one they can hold up, but just like a little targe or a little buckler yeah. that you can just take <clears throat> people away with. So they have that for parrying and their fist. <laughs> and they just go, blink, because your fists are fast. Oh, yeah. I've had guys with a Zyhander run at me after I dropped my bow. And I'm just like, just punch them. Just punch them. <laughs> and you can get fast enough that it'll interrupt their swings <laughs> if you're <laughs> if you're smart. That was real rude. <laughs> and just go, 30, 30, 30, dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There can be only one. I am your god now! <laughs> the fucking parrying pugilist. That's actually brilliant. I like that a lot. <laughs> Christ. Uh, uh, it's a shame you can't do that in, like, D&D or Pathfinder. I'm pretty sure it, as soon as you wear a shield, you're just restricted from flurry of blows. But you, could you imagine a build in which you're like, yeah, bonus AC from shield, and then as soon as it's my turn, pat, pat, pat. All right, back yes. to the block. Yeah. yeah. Well... Also, Flurry Blows just sucks in Pathfinder, so there's that. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah, like, you can improve your unarmed and stuff, but, like... Well, you honestly, get, it's the you get that, yeah. but the problem is you you make a bunch of attacks <clears throat> at really low base attack bonuses. Yeah. So it really is just, I'm going to punch you eight times, and if I hit twice, all of done four damage. <laughs> Like, oh. Yeah. It's works for orcs. Mostly (laughs) it's mostly a thing for if you're surrounded by things that you know will die in one hit. Like against four goblins, they're dead. Yeah. Uh typically. Unless they're like goblin player characters or you're running a higher level adventure in which goblins learn magic. Um We're just level one wizards. Or yeah. Uh but honestly you can just play fighter or sorry, monk like a fighter a fighter on a diet or a fighter on a budget. (laughs) <laughs> so, like, you can't afford to buy armor or buy these, but you get these, like, oh, now you get bonus AC because you're nimble on no armor and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, not a bad <laughs> idea. You can also play, like, a bender if you really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, you or, can, like, as long as you're okay with the DM, I mean, I'd fucking allow it just because it's fun. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, <laughs> things like the the state that the monk's in in Pathfinder, it's like, talk to your DM, make it good. Yeah, but you need to figure it out together because they're a little rough. Not even at the state, but if your one gimmick is, yeah, I come from a monastery in which they use shields in order to defend yourself, that's good enough reason for me to just say, yeah, just fucking take a shield. I've I had to uh, like homebrew rules for Ashley because when she plays D anD D, she's not really like constricted to the book and her mindset because Mm -hmm. she just thinks it as a like really fun fantastical game instead of like here's the rules in the book. Yeah. So she's been just pummeling people with a corpse. I mean, technically, medium-sized object. Yeah. That, improvised weapon. Yeah. Well, I've been using two-handed improvised weapon. <clears throat> you think? I've been using. Well, she's keeping it on one hand. That's the thing. Oh. So I've been giving her a D four, but now she swapped that out for someone who was wielding a morning star. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. Rigor mortis. He's still wielding the morning star. Roll a D eight when you hit. Like, you think, just screw you it. Think Patrick picking up someone and then throwing it at another person <laughs> and then killing them both is part of the rules. It is, though. It, <laughs> that, that does yeah. <laughs> it is when you're mop. Yeah. Well, alright, so <laughs> grapple check into attack roll, and I'm like, it makes sense that a fucking eight-foot ogre man could just pick up a guy and toss him and then have enough force to kill them both. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right? For the normal, like, five-foot-ten guy to do that... Oh, there's a lot of setup. Be, yeah. Oh, yeah, you need to be, like, a 12th-level barbarian, and then you can easily do it. Well, like, if you're, like, a level one scrub lord and you're taking out a bandit cat and you want to say, I want to pick up a guy and I'm just a regular, like, yeah. f- uh, five foot ten or, like, six foot dude 
and I want to pick up that other regular five foot ten to six foot dude. Take a grapple check, take a strength check. Now you can throw him. Good job. Yeah. But a mop is just like a eight foot something ogre man <laughs> against a five hundred, six hundred pounds. Yeah, <laughs> rule of cool is the law of the fiend. So don't worry about it. Yeah, if it, yeah, I, I I love that in terms of like I see a lot of people just go like if it's not rules as written, it's not in the book, and it's just it's it's not in my game. It's just yeah. like sick. Have fun, not having fun. Yeah, really, <laughs> yeah. no. Like if you, you want to play yeah. an RPG, you play an RPG. Like, I mean, you can cater to the game, but it's better to cater to your people. Always. Always. So and like, that's the thing is like if somebody really wants to do something and it's fucked, talk to them about it. Yeah. yeah. If it's actually too fucked to let happen, and it's just that person being an idiot, explain to them why that's just not going to work. I mean, yeah, right? the corpse thing I think is fairly reasonable, just because yeah. that's my character. I want I want to use people as weapons, and then like you can even just argue, okay, you're smart enough to say he had a morning star while he was dead. You fucking rope the morning star to the guy, and now you have an extended morning star, like yeah. whatever. Yeah, uh, Quill, uh, if, like. Emily's character's summon is not yeah. supposed to be there all of the time, but no. it's just so integral to her character. We said, "Fuck it, it's funny." Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, if you talk about summoners as written, it takes a minute yep. to bring their eidolon in, and the eidolon only lasts until like the end of combat. It lasts until the end of combat, or based on your caster level, which yeah. is okay. Like in terms of so you spend ten rounds at the beginning of combat to do it. Yeah. If you didn't have the Pressions to go, oh, yeah. we're about to fight, I'm going to bring them out. I'm pretty sure that's just to use, like, force them to use summon monster more, or for them to be, like, more preempted to combat. Like, oh, this looks dangerous, I'm summoning my Eidolon. Yes, yeah. it's your rogue scouted ahead and said, oh, there's people up here. You take a minute to do it, and then you run it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. Like, yeah, you can you can follow all those rules, but who would want to? <laughs> well, like, I get it. Like, I, mean, I, I don't know. If you want to do, like... I suppose the way that people like to play it or that the company wants you to play it. Like, I'm sure Paizo really doesn't care how you play their yeah. game. Uh, they've proven that with everything they've ever released. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So. But things like 5e and uh, their little, like, I want, I, I don't know what it's officially <laughs> called, their Adventurers Club. Like, you take a character sheet to an officially sanctioned DM. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, rules as written, very important there. You can fluff a lot of it if you speak to the DM and say, like, yo, my character is yeah. this. It's oh, a, yeah, if, you're, if your local game store has, like, an Adventures League hosted thing. Yeah. 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 But I think it's a lot more interesting to actually make the players be a little creative and, like, ask to bend the rules a little bit. I oh, mean, absolutely. There are definitely things, like, that you can't do in combat that you'd wish you'd do. Like, for balance reasons. Like, if the summoning thing, if combat breaks out, I mean, that, that was kind of the stick of your character. Yeah. So, fine. But if it's, like... This spell takes like five, like a couple minutes to cast, and it's going to obliterate everything. Probably not going to let you do that in combat, because like, yeah, there's so. I mean, yeah, there's because I let like you do one one minute cast as a normal action doesn't mean I'm going to let you yeah. do the other one. But I mean, yeah. like that's your entire shtick. If you're erasing your entire shtick because of that, then that sucks. But if the wizard goes, I'm going to cast Giga Death on everything in this like twenty foot radius, yes. it's like, all right, well, you can't just be like Giga Death. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. That, that spell uh, takes uh, three days. <laughs> so my... I scattered ahead. There's combat in three days. What a good rogue. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, 
my Sunday group does 5e and for the most part like we follow all the rules not just as written but as intended anytime mm. a discrepancy comes up we go with whatever's easy and makes sense to everyone at the time yeah also, look it up later come back to it yes yeah. right um there people have managed to get uh, like extra spell slots by accident because they forgot that they used their only fourth level or something like that. Yeah. It's not a big deal. But like, we have a monk who's blind. Hmm. The character concept was a blind monk. That's not an archetype, even in five. No. They've got eight archetypes. Oh, yeah. But they don't have way of the blind monk. Yeah. But what he did is he talked to her about it. She's still a monk of whatever type she is. I don't even know. Um, but uh, she can't see. But he told her at specific level intervals, I think uh, 5, 11, and other ones like that, the, the standard ones, yeah. of character level, her blind sense gets better and better. Yeah, makes sense. So, like, at level 5, <clears throat> she went from only being able to have a blind sense of, I think it was, anything within 10 feet, she knew where it was. Hmm. Anything farther than that... Um, she had a vague idea of, but had to make checks for. Yeah, makes sense. Until she got within 10 feet and then was fine. She kind of um, topped it a little bit. Now yeah. she has, I think it's 20 feet of just, I know what's, a, 20 feet of Daredevil. And then the rest is, hold up, I need to figure that out. <laughs> um, much to the group always going, wow, Spiral, do you see that? <laughs> It's awful. I don't see why you need to need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I um yeah. So I started because uh, I mentioned it before. I started DMing now because yeah. um gotta love Patrick, but he was uh, he he wanted to play more than he wanted to DM, and his his That's modules nice. were very um not well laid out. So there was a lot of downtime of him scrolling through and trying to figure out what was next. Oh uh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> I, I have that problem a lot where a lot of the time, all the time a lot of my stuff isn't just like planned. There's like very little thing that I actually want you guys to be taken through. I think at this point, especially where before I just kind of wanted to see how the modules go, but all of our adventuring is tuned to let's play a module today type of thing. Yeah. Yes. It's rare that everybody's there, right? I, I, I get the difficulty where you need to either make stuff up until you get to the logical point that the book wants you to. Because a lot of the stuff that we actually do isn't intended or yeah. isn't actually part of the book, mainly because I haven't read it ahead and I'm like, fuck it, this is, the, this is what makes the most sense. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like That's the difference is you're able to adapt on the fly and kind of fill that dead air. Yeah. But when it comes to our Thursday stuff, it would be dead air. And then Ash would be like, well, nothing's going on. I'm going to look at my phone. And then... Like Ian and Sarah and I would start talking about something, and then it yeah. would get sidetracked. And by the time we get back to D and D, it's like 10, 20 minutes later. As an aside, yeah. I should stop making insight insight checks and just make everyone who's the focal point of the adventure just go like, "No, I'm pretty sure you're talking bullshit, <laughs> talking bollocks, mate." Um, <laughs> Archer hours here. Well, like, okay, so the last guy that we wanted to lead to the barn off of, like, I, I in my head, it made complete logical sense that he'd actually believe you, because he's talking to adventurers, he's hiring them to protect his warehouse. Yeah. Uh, this one girl that he's arguing with obviously also has, like, a foot in the pot, um, and then she, ha and then he had, like, the girl that was following him around, and, mm -hmm. like, keeping an eye on the party as they were talking to each and everybody. And then someone came up and was like, yeah, this is what happened. Go to the burn uh, in our party. And then he was like, that seems reasonable. I've 
had a lot of arrangements with like adventurers before, it was implied that he's already talking to a lot of people. Uh, let me just go meet up with my girl as I'm walking towards the door because I know she's waiting for me. And then you did the like absolute correct thing, and that's the girl. Let's go distract the girl so that he leads everyone to the barn. And then I roll an insight check to see, does he actually go to the barn? Yeah. Roll the two. Oh. So even with his modifiers, and the guy was like... He needs to be in the barn. <laughs> yeah. The guy. The guy's like fourth level NPC. A uh, little, little bit of... Little bit of you know, uh, lifting the curtains up. Low four expert, and they have like hella social skills. So yeah. like, reasonably, good chance to figure it out. Yeah, reasonably, he'd be like, "Wait a minute, something sketchy," as normal people would. But maybe it was the wine. Maybe it was that he was talking to too many people and kind of got things crossed. He seemed fairly trustworthy of these idiots that just rolled in, and including when he got out, there was a ruckus because our. Uh, <laughs> Our summoner cast, like, uh, compel hostilities or something, and then she almost tried to murder her. <laughs> yeah. She took one for the team. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys have loose ends. I actually do want to bother writing a module. There's a lot of material to work with. Oh, that's, that's what I ended up doing for um, the Thursday campaign, because, like, um, we, we, we stumbled upon this town. Yep. It's inhabited by a bunch of females. No men to be found. And we're like, the fuck's this? And they're all talking about the thing in the hole! There's a thing in the hole! And we're like, what the fuck is going on? Alright, whatever. So we end up going and finding the hole, and that's where all the guys are, and they're just like trying to haunt the women with like, bring your sacrifices to the well. And it's like, just bring us meat, we want booze. <laughs> so, um, what we ended up doing, because they were assholes, is we let a whole bunch of cages open full of monsters that fucked everybody up there. But then, unbeknownst to me, as I was getting out, Ian set the fucking town on fire. Oh, you don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> you want a reoccurring thing like villain. That's how you get reoccurring villains. Exactly. Yeah. So I took that, and um, now they're. Um, I put them on this adventure where they're trying to find the source of these zombies that keep stumbling in the town. Yeah, and when they get to it, um, a woman who survived the fires is trying to resurrect her husband. And she keeps practicing on a whole bunch of corpses. So when they find her and finally hear her speak, it's going to be a very revelatory moment because they all have that Cockney Monty Python oh, the whole accent. Oh, I hate it. Oh, could you imagine zombie girdles but in Cockney? Oh my god. It's oh, I'm going to have to try it. <laughs> oh. That's a thing I don't want to actually attempt, but whole oh boys. Actually, like, the more, the closer they get, the more they find people who are fucked up, but more sentient. Yeah. So she's definitely getting close to finding the actual, like, solution to bringing her husband back, because she didn't want to, you know, bring him back and end up fucking it up. So she's yeah. practicing on everything around her. I love to play and, the neutral, <laughs> like, the lawful neutral necromancer. Yeah. It's just like, I want to, I'm getting paid. Dick some, science. I'm getting paid to dig some graves. What if I just take an arm for a little bit? Like, what if I just make a skeleton out of these piecemeal jobs? And then that's that's how I ra- I don't want I don't want to kill someone and raise them that's bad, yeah. but like these people might not be anyone no no one I know no one I've been involved with personally so I'm just gonna take it and then for the greater good take those bones raise them when I can. <laughs> that's what the like similar to what slapstick slapstick is doing because like he was he, he's not really a necromancer he was just wanted friends, <laughs> and like a ship crashed. And, like, everybody sunk out of it and ended up dying. And he's just like, oh, well, there's this nice book here from this dead necromancer. That's what Emily's PC that no one knows her name still is kind of doing, except she's just being, she's being, she's being a little gross. (laughs) (laughs) You always got to get more gross. 
Yeah, yeah, for once, I'm not the grossest one here. Yeah. So, I'm slippery. Uh, my, uh, <laughs> my no more law cleric of a elder god, uh-huh. um, his, his motivation was... I was about to be murdered, and this weird vision came to me and was like, you want to live? And he's like, yes. Like, of course I do. So it gave him warlock powers. He killed the things, barely made it, got home, had weird nightmares. His wife got sick and died. Mm-hmm. whole family uh, blamed him and his weird new magics because they were all getting nightmares, and they kicked him out, and he blames himself for her death. Um, ended up finding out that the way his wife died absolutely was because of his power slash patron. Um, and then upon asking the giant eyeball in the sky, because in the visions, the last time he saw it is just one giant green eyeball hmm. surrounded in some like limbs and stuff. He couldn't quite make out okay. um, and go like the thing speaks in a vomit of related words that all occur in the span of a second. Uh, so it's hell. Uh, but also, uh, basically learned that the thing told him, yeah, you can get your wife back. Like, what do I need to do uh, to, to get her back? He's like, get stronger. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Um, Take it to the limit. <laughs> instead, instead of her just dying, and before she went to like some afterlife, this thing took her soul. This thing shredded her soul. Hmm. And presumably only it or something of its capabilities could put it back together. No mortal has spells. Like, a wish spell could probably do it. Hmm. But, like, good luck getting someone to cast a wish spell for you. You have to do it yourself. Um, So, doing all of this, basically, you need somebody to hope to put it in together. Um... Now, I talked to the DM, and I'm actually going to be doing a bit of a re-roll, because I love Warlock. Yeah. I'm loving everything about it, but for what the party needs and the direction my character's going, because he's all he doesn't speak for other people, he doesn't uh, lie or deceive, like, at all. Like, he'll lie by admission, and he'll deceive, but he'll never break a promise or set up a bad or false deal. He refuses, because the one time he got a deal that he didn't understand fully... He killed his wife and shredded her soul. Um, so, <laughs> man, <laughs> as really we get higher friend. level with the great old one patron, um, you get like thought shield. Okay, things can't read your mind. If you take psychic damage, so does the thing that caused it. Cool. Later, you just get create thrall. Yeah, you're my mind slave. It lasts until I put it on someone else or they die. That's not his type. That's not his tea. <clears throat> That's he, fair. He doesn't do that to people. <laughs> he might. If he just gets insane. <laughs> so I'm going to switch to just pure cleric. Still of the god, but you don't have to be friendly with your god in 5e. It's just to get power from him, to better understand it, so someday he can fix his goddamn wife. That's and fair. keep those idiots alive in the meantime. I like the idea of characters going through a thing to replace character levels. Like, you can multi-class if the character's interested, but, like, if you're liking it and the character... It makes sense for the character, and it really doesn't actually need to. You can do whatever you want with your character, but, like, if he just suddenly finds a faith, I'd, I'd, I'd totally say, much like retooling feats, you can be like, alright, you spend weeks or months at a time in downtime, this character is just going to, like, work out 
his uh, like cleric pantheon, like not pantheon, like pantheon, but cleric domain. Yeah, and then he works on that specific domain, and then he replaces like, if for example, the warlock. Like if you were warlock five, cleric one, I could say okay. That's specifically what I was at that time. Yeah, you could just be like, all right, I want like I want to be more cleric than I want warlock. So maybe like months at a time, you can allocate all right one level of warlock <clears throat> to another level of cleric because you yeah. are still experienced as an adventurer. Yeah, and as yeah. like a person of. Um, it really depends on the on the DM. Yeah. Because uh, there is, is no retraining in 5e. There is in yeah, Pathfinder. Yeah. There's none in 5. Once you've made a choice raw, you're just stuck with it. Huh. Um, and actually, like, I've never really occurred to kind of dual class or anything, because I'm pretty... Yeah. I, when I have an idea, it's it's a class-based idea, generally. And that's the thing, is I ended up deciding <laughs> I was at level 5, because we had just had yet another team fight where we hadn't had a healer in two levels. Hmm. Well, like, a level, but a long time in-game. Um, hadn't had a healer for a while. Another team fight where, like, we almost permanently lost two people. Jesus. And we're like, okay, I, the player, I'm like, we need heals. And then I'm like, wait a minute. My dude's whole shtick is that his friends have become important to him, and he wants to keep them safe. <laughs> like, his wife, end goal. But for now, hey, giant eyeball, just give me more power so they don't die in the meantime, Right. So I'm like, hey Evan, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a lot I'm gonna multi class. And so we talked about it. I'm going I'm gonna go cleric. He goes, Alright. He goes, you know, we can probably work that out between your patron. It wouldn't be upset about the god, but the god could be upset about your patron. I'm like, no no no. Cleric oh. of my patron. <laughs> he goes, Oh. Oh. <laughs> he goes, It's funny you say that. I actually have the domains prepped just in case of Jesus this uh, occasion. And I'm like, Jesus, that's See, that's a spicy DM. I, yeah, I, yeah. I'd accommodate that, but I wouldn't prepare it ahead of time. No. <laughs> just, like, just in case, right? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, so what are the domains? Ambition. Makes sense. Cool. It's a warlock yeah. nation. Um, there's ambition. There was strength, which was odd. Um, I mean, your entire thing is you're trying to get more power to bring her back. And that's what it is. But, like, strength domain gives you a bunch of, like, bonuses to your strength score, athletics. (laughs) Like, you you turn into Buff McHuge player. I don't. Uh, (laughs) uh, Tempest, storms, lightning, stuff like that. That makes sense. It's a weird elder god. And death. (laughs) Fair. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just become a necromancer. Cool. Death domain cleric is really the best way to become a necromancer in five because it's really hard. Yeah, there's not really much that really opens um, you up there. So yeah, it's a thing I went looking for. So the reason summoners aren't in five is because they had a hard time balancing them coming out of three. Um, Makes sense because the summons and stuff were just killing the action economy. Um, the rangers pet can do stuff, but even the ranger was just fucked in five for a long time. The new revised ranger from Unearthed Arcana is good. But the base one? Ba- base ranger sucks. Yeah. Ranger's always been sort of a joke. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a shame, considering, like, oh, I want to play a character that uses bows, and I'm also wanting a pet. And that's perfectly reasonable. Like, you think, oh, I want to play... Effectively, I just want to play Hunter from World of Warcraft. Yeah. <laughs> but you could also look at Druid, because I'm fairly certain they could also use bows of a certain type, and also have a superior uh, animal companion. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. All right. 
But if you want to be more of a martial, like, dual, like, I want to also use melee weapons and, like, just metal be a stuff. Fighter. You just be a fighter. Yep. And then you buy a pet to train. You can yes. buy animals and then you can specifically train them for combat. They're not going to get any buffs. I'm pretty sure all familiars and all familiar classes get a, as you level up, your pet gets stronger. Like, uh, Emily's weasel. Yeah. As supposed to have a lot more AC, a lot more intelligence, and share spells with her. Yeah. Which I also love, because I'm pretty sure the weasel can also deliver touch attacks for her. Is she a witch? Uh, yeah, she is a witch. Yes, it can. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. You just throw gonna... the weasel at somebody. Right. Halo was going to have a scorpion. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want Ross to be a witch. If I had more time to develop her, or if I actually like cared enough to develop her. Yeah. Because she's currently just really stubborn, uh, petty ghost girl. It's and true. I feel like go- taking a witch domain is probably the, like, if she were to ever actually meet anyone like-minded of her, she's going to start a coven. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah, that's likely. So I would love my... Coven of fuck Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> but the implication now is because I have possessed hand, it acts as a familiar, but actually isn't a familiar. Mm-hmm. But if I take witch... I could rules it so that the hand is a familiar and can actually deal touch attacks. Because currently all it can do, I can see through it, I get skills through it, and occasionally it fucks up my spellcasting. Hmm. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless it's detached, I think. It's still distracting considering you're casting with a note. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it picks locks for me, so I'm not... That's true. I'm <laughs> not perturbed. No. I, I, I do like the uh, gross hand. <laughs> gross hand's a good ability. <laughs> Well, like, originally I wanted it, like, originally I wanted Ross to be kind of a, uh, because I knew I wasn't going to be playing much, I kind of wanted to be, like, not like a, a, a Moe thing, so I don't think I can pull it off, but kind of like a, this is my gimmick, I'm going to let everyone know this is my gimmick, and she's very proud about you're, the gimmick. You're very Sundare. Yeah. <laughs> but then, immediately after joining a group, which really, I really shouldn't have died, no business being in. I will admit that completely, mm-hmm. because A, everyone told me to fuck off, and B, uh, immediately after going to the woods, I should have left when I m- accidentally murdered two people. Yes. <laughs> That's the dare part. <laughs> but I also wanted to play the game, and I knew this character wasn't really sticking around for very long, so... Yeah. I actually made another uh, PC just based off of... Everyone in the party at the adventure last time we played... That was good. That's just good did guy. not want to go in the dungeon. So yeah, we were like, yeah. So Mop, uh, uh, slapstick, who is a merfolk in a wheelchair that levitates every so often to get over certain bits of terrain. And, is that yours? Yeah. Okay. And Emily's character who Emily's didn't name herself. Gross, weird thing. Uh, it, it's it's a tengu, and she just starts collecting body parts. She's a oh. witch. That's her thing. But like, yeah, unexp- I do love the crow people. But like, unexplained. Really interested in like. Gross stuff. There was a bone totem that's been there for a while because it had, like, rotting flesh on it. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, fuck yeah, I'm poking that. Uh, in the dungeon itself, because, spoiler, we went in the dungeon. There was a pile of undulating flesh, and the first thing she did... Because she's, like... I think Emily's a, a, a smart person when it comes to, like, roleplay and the character... She just kind of wandered in and poked the flesh, like, without even looking in the room. Of course, <laughs> yeah. there was shit in the room, but, like... I had I had a little like bit where um, like one of the ghouls because there were ghouls in it. One of the ghouls is a archetype that just goes on all fours and like 
eats you. Effectively, mm-hmm. that's its thing. Like, ghouls paralyze people and, like, use claws and will eat you when you're dead. These guys will just eat you alive. Yes. Um, I picture them like a liquor from Resident Evil. Yeah. yeah. So, like, <laughs> she just starts picking up pieces of this undulating flesh pile, and then as soon as she picks it up, she hears a growl. And the bit was, she looked up. Oh, that's right. Pull yeah. it closer to herself. More growling, more anger from the thing on all fours. She puts it back, much like a dog. If you like, if you leave the property, they're like, "All right, just don't, just don't fucking come in here again," type of thing. So that bit went along, uh, and then the PC was like trying to talk her out of it at the time, but then he just got into a story about his home country. So she put her familiar in her place because he was distracted telling the story. He was making sure everyone was paying attention. Uh, so he looked over at, like, Bop and Slapstick. He's like, so let me tell you about the home country. And then she replaced him with, the we- like, herself with her weasel familiar. And then he turns to the weasel. It's like, weren't you the bird before? <laughs> you look more weasel. <laughs> let me tell you, in home country. And then <laughs> went on. Oh, <laughs> so the encounter started with her in the middle of the room. Of course, she goes down because ghouls uh, yeah. and undulating yeah. flesh piles kind of go together thematically. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They do. <laughs> I just like the fact that we're too scared to go into the dungeon because of some smooth stone. And also, how the fuck is an eight, eight and a half foot, 600 pound giant man, uh, merfolk with an army, and this fucking gross witch too terrified to go into spooky dungeon? Like, literally, we come back to the encampment that they've made because we get shipped over. And we're like, no, we're not doing it. Like, so, what do you mean you're not doing it? It's like, no. So <laughs> I employed, like, so I was like, well, fuck, now I need someone that, I, like, what makes sense here? So I decided, all right, so they're going to have a PC, or like an NPC, that's just going to roll in and help them go in the dungeon. Because I'm railroading them into this adventure, because in the setting, they were on an island, and the only thing on the island were cannibals and that dungeon. So fuck knows what I'm going to do for the rest of the night. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm going to pigeonhole this NPC so that he just like gently leads the party into the dungeon. So I roll a bird and he played Inspire Courage all the time, but for some reason, as soon as I read the name of the bird that I randomly rolled, it was like Malinsky. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck no, he's he's from the home country. So I just on the fly made up stories and just kind of like improv the character. Um so he was like Nah, he was from the home country. Yeah. Back in the home country, there were no trees. There was only snow and owlbear. Owl <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So he just went on about... Is home. it lunch to owlbear? <laughs> <laughs> just absurd stuff like that. We started, yeah, we started getting, like, very... Oh, my God. What's the... Like... the? Oh, my God. I can't remember it now. It's not Scandinavian. Ah, my Slavic? God. Sl- yeah, just some sort of Slavic joke of, like, you know... Have rock is potato, kind of like just yeah. absurdities, right? Like then proletariats take rock. <laughs> that's, that's what Malinsky Aww. ended up being by the end of it. So we're all just like riffing stuff at him. So now, now you've got a good bar. So yeah, uh, effectively he was playing what I pictured just to be a, like a somber marching tune or like. Oh, that's right, you kept so he had a loot. He gave Mop a loot because it was on his back, but <clears throat> birds can just conjure instruments or conjure a specific instrument. So he was just like. Bing. Bim, bim, bim. And just like that, that was his inspired courage. Was effectively a somber, like, all right, we're gonna march slowly, but we're gonna march type of thing. Because also, also the only thing I could think of at the time. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so like throughout the entire thing, uh, throughout all dialogue, I was like, I'm still playing inspired courage. 
Bloom, 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 bloom. Like, <laughs> really pissed Emily off. Oh yeah, that's it, that's pretty easy to do. By the end of the night, what really capped it off for me is by the end of the dungeon, like, I can't remember what caused it, but he was like, he was he was gonna go into another tirade, like, let me tell you a thing I've learned from old country. Uh, right. And or, no, no, no. What she did is she broke the loot because she was sick of his shit. And I was like, all right, so you sight of handed the loot, whatever. Like, he wasn't expecting it. But then, because he can just conjure another one, he goes, hold on, close eyes, I have surprise. <laughs> she just goes, I punch him. <laughs> I'm sick of his shit. I'm going to punch him, wow. go back on the boat. <laughs> Emily's such a troublemaker. Uh, God bless. Blitzky's <laughs> well, great. Just out of nowhere, you now have a great bird, so I'm, I'm very excited for the, I the trust and tribulation of Blitzky. also kind of love the witch character as well. There's... They're, I like. You can't I like. escape gross, no matter how hard you try. I yes. Guess. <laughs> well, like there must always be a lich when king. When I return to the group, I'm gonna have to see what state the group is even in at that point. Mm. Like who's in it, what people are playing, what they feel like playing, stuff like that. Because like Pearl might not come back at that point. It's gonna depend mostly on what we need, um, and also what weird shit we got up to. But I am not against a paladin of doom. <laughs> I am not Freedom Paladin You know To spread the gift Don't Spread Don't We had a vampire That wanted to spread a gift And we We, we tried to kill him Yeah Well You know what His gift is inferior To this one Probably This is a Black Friday special oh <laughs> Except you're Black Friday Black Plague Hell yeah Don't like Do not like Not good yeah, this game's fun. <laughs> it's gonna be great with my enchanted sword. Instead of catching fire like Dakota's does, catch grows spiders. No, just grows legs. <laughs> Your turn, friend. What? <laughs> He's here clicking as eight really long, fingery legs come out of the pommel of the sword, and it just runs up and just <laughs> into people. You could claim that have a spiritual weapon, but yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> you just have an army of them, and just like. Go, my friends. Well, you, you pull one sword that has uh, dancing, which lets it fight on its own. Yeah. And your enchantment is just, the legs come out. Like, you know how you have, like, one of those nice wire baskets for a rapier? Yep. It's oh, like yeah. that, but then the wires just unwrap and oh, have yeah. little legs. Oh, yeah. Throw it on the ground. It goes. <laughs> cast spiritual weapon. Pull out your third sword and go to town. <laughs> I hate all of that. <laughs> or so just I... like, oh, yeah, no, one of my domain spells just is... Spider whip. Ew. <laughs> hiss, hiss. You, you need to have a minimum of eight weapons. Yes. <laughs> Quentin had five. Speaking <laughs> of what Ross does, Ross and Cannon can uh, make ectoplasm out of pretty much anything. Yeah. So she can Tanglefoot bag, but she got a spell that's flavored uh, that she takes the ectoplasm, <laughs> makes it into a whip. Yeah. And, like, it's effectively just ghost whip, but it's made of ectoplasm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, um, so ghost whip is a thing. Um, there's also the, it's the spider whip, which you can use it as a whip that instead of, you just needed to make a melee touch attack. Yeah. And if you hit, it just deals swarm damage. Gross. Because it's a swarm of spiders. Yeah. And you can, whenever you feel like it, just let go. And then it's a swarm of spiders. Not okay. You can't control them. Yeah. No. So you just be like, 
Shisha! Pocket sand! <laughs> Pocket spiders! <laughs> and it's on them, and the swarm will just keep biting them for a long time. Hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, it's gross. Um, there's a warlock spell in 5 called Sickening Radiance. Hmm. Um, and it's like... Grossly incantesant. 20 Grossly. or 30 foot radius. <laughs> Disgustingly incantesant. <laughs> I think it's either from you or you pick a point and it has like a 30 foot radius and any creature that starts its turn there uh, or is there like when you cast the spell um, makes, I think it's a con save and if they fail, they get exhaustion. Chris. You just keep doing it. Yeah. It's concentration, so you just cast it in the fuck box, like pin them in, flank them so they can't really move away, or if you're in a castle, even better. Fill the room with this. And these people, as soon as they get one, the next con save has penalties and disadvantage. Then they're going to fail it again and again. Hit six, they're dead. Yep. You don't even need to do damage to them. They're just dead. (laughs) I'm sure there's a few swarms that cause nauseate. Yes. And that's awful. Yeah. yeah. Nauseated is gross, and I, that's why I hardly use my smoke bombs, because I just feel like, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, like, I'll, I'll use them if we're in a bad situation. Like, there's certain things that I do and don't do now, because I'm like, eh, this makes sense, or this doesn't make sense, or, ah, uh, this is really long, good. In a long-form campaign that doesn't allow a lot of long rests, uh, I feel as though it's balanced in the fact that, like, kind of like spell slots are. Yeah. Like, if you were in a long campaign or had to do a dungeon in one day, um, I feel like your stink bombs, like, how many do you get? Or do you, can you just replace 14. bomb with stink bomb? Yeah. Okay. If I throw a bomb, I can augment it, like, however I want, based on my bombs. Ah, that's good. He just farts into it before he throws it, and now it's a stink bomb. And I just have to rub it on my armpit or something. It's really it, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, now I've got healing bombs. So that's real nice. You're a, you're a very versatile character. Alchemists are good. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know, in terms of how we play the game, uh, there are two characters specifically... Well, more than two, but two characters specifically in our all, like, throughout all our campaign that have their original, like, P name. Yeah. Like, Payload is there Payload, because... Payload, Pearl, and... Uh... That's all. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all the OGs left. Yeah. Like, Payload... Q-Team happened. <laughs> yeah. Which had Quiso and uh, Quibbles. Yeah. Quiso, Quibbles, and Crip. Crip. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, that and wasn't Quint. our original. In terms of the group that's seen the most action, the main group... We only have Payload and Paro and Purvis. Oh, yeah, Purvis. Yeah. Purvis. Purvis just left. Yeah, Pur- Purvis left to do a business. Um, Purvis was a good character because he's really good at social, and that's pretty much all he did. Like, he just yes. minded his own business. That's how it we It turns out our group doesn't do social. Yeah. You should see my diplomacy score, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, it colors how I make characters because we do so little social stuff that I actually just don't bother going in that direction, even though I normally order it to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just not going to use it. Actually, the person I'm surprised has lived the longest, like the longest, not Payload, because Payload plays like, I'm going to sit there. Yeah, Payload yeah. plays smart. For it's a powerful. goblin, he has a whole lot of like self-preservation skills. He's yeah. seen all of his friends die a lot. You don't want that to happen anymore. Pa- Paro, I'm surprised, is still alive. Yeah, honestly, yeah. yeah. He's exploded himself. He's running the So traps. many times. Uh, I was telling somebody about this before. They're like, oh, do, like, do any of your dice have a story? 
And I'm like, my D20 will always give the most dramatic verse. Uh, if you could say, wow, if X happening would be incredibly cinematic or dramatically crucial at this moment, my D20 will deliver it. But Grok rolling a one on a death save and then a nine is like perfect. Wow, you just killed yourself. Yep. After, despite having like 14 or 16 int, rolling a one, a two, and a one on my int checks to discover if I was an idiot. Um <laughs> Turns out I was. Surprise. So he died, and then Parrell coming out of the smoke cloud and just going, boom, crit. Yep. Or, the guy was effectively a terrorist. Like, you yeah. needed to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, that, that, it needed to happen. That's just what it was. Or the, oh, geez, we're in the caves. Like, this is very early. And it's like, we need this to be okay. Misfire immediately. Yep. Go down. Shit. <laughs> Wasn't um, it also, like, Snake Lady was chasing you down the hallway... Yeah. Yeah. And there was like, the other one. Yeah. And like, okay, so I need to fire at Snake Lady and I need to slow her down. And the only thing that'll take me down is missing this one shot. Yeah. If I misfire this, it would be the worst possible outcome. Misfire. misfire. <laughs> Drop me and Dakota <laughs> while we're mounted on the lion. Uh, there was that one. And then there was handing it to the untrained wizard who fires it fine. And then immediately, <laughs> next time I fire the gun in combat, misfiring. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's just, if I can do it at the worst time, that's when I do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In ter- yeah. Your, Paro, all of your characters scream, like, if this was an action movie, he would be the side character that either saves their ass or just ruins everything. There's one more. Oh. When Rain had her arm cut off. <laughs> Immediately before that, in the initiative order, <laughs> Paro shot at the thing, and if he hit it, it could have died. Yep. Because it was low on health, and I remember that. But I misfired and jammed my weapon, and then it rolled a crit and cut his arm off. It was destiny. <laughs> it really is. I'm gonna like who who rolled the crit before that actually had the exact same result? Was it Dakota? Uh, yeah, he cut the arm off something at some point. So yeah, <clears throat> it couldn't have written it any better. The guy, I I, I do crit tables, so like you roll your crit, and then I go, alright, let's see the result on the crit table as opposed to confirming crits. I really should be doing that, but whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and I hate <laughs> confirming crits. Yeah. I th- it, it just takes away from a lot of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I need to get a crit to hit this guy. That's your, oh, you were lucky, you got a stroke of genius, you managed to get the perfect gap in the armor. Yeah. It's just dramatic. It is. Yeah. It's, and that's good. But the, oh... I, you know, I'm, I rolled for my crit threat. Now I have to try and hit him in order to actually crit. Well, what's his AC? 24. Yep. You have a minus 2. Yeah. You you can't actually ever successfully crit someone with a high AC unless you're amazing. Yeah. So. The guy rolls a crit, the, the paladin that we're talking about, and rolls a 99 on the table. 99 is... That was a 6. Uh, either one. Yeah. Uh, very specific number on the table that only has one res- like one re- uh, dice roll result equals this. Rolls <coughs> cut arm off from the el- like from the elbow below. Yep. And that's very devastating. You lose strength, you obviously lose a hand, you lose dexterity, um, and you're in hella pain. Um and then the very next turn and Tyler Perry's hella pain. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. And the very next turn, the monster rolls a crit, rolls the exact same number on the paladin, uh, the the monster that 
Parl failed the kill because I'm fairly certain he was at like five HP at the time. Yeah. Anyone with modifiers in that group would have killed I him. I had a plus five on my damage. Yeah. Which means that to hit him <clears throat> had to do a minimum at that range of seven. Christ. Uh, yeah. Uh, rolled the exact same number, cut off the paladin's arm from the elbow down, and oh fuck, was that dramatic. <laughs> Fuming. <laughs> How did that end up resolving anyway, or has uh, it? So they fought the uh, an equivalent of uh, the necromancer from Diablo Two. Yeah. Um, because the old, old man that they saw effectively just came out in full plate and skulls and stuff. It was like, ah, I see you're interrupting uh, religion stuff. Like, to which Pele goes, "Yeah, fuck you, buddy!" <laughs> like runs out, throws a thing, and then gets surrounded by zombies. Like. Shit. <laughs> he disabled me. It was honestly almost a TPK because the guy was hella strong, but there were four pretty competent people there. I say competent. Dice rolls are something different. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, like, he had ghouls. They dispatched the ghouls. I think someone was paralyzed, and that was kind of crucial because... Probably if, Hadrick. No, if Mob and Mob constantly gets paralyzed, despite being a fighter, and should roll out of it half the time... Mm-hmm. Um, and what's crazy is that ghouls have a DC of fucking 13 and he just can't roll above it, even though he's a six level fighter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, anyway. And Uh, he's mob, so he'd have like a plus eight to that. Yeah, his fort save is huge, right? Like, so the guy was part of, I think, destruction and destruction can channel negative energy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's right. And he was also part of death. So negative energy, because it includes himself, negative energy heals him. So he would heal for like 20 a turn. And then he'd explode for that channel energy, uh, dealing 20 damage to everyone unless they roll reflex. And then if you roll reflex, you would take half, um, unless you've had evasion, in which case, or whatever, uncanny dodge or evasion, whichever one in citrus produces at the zero. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, everyone was taking, like, 20 a turn. Uh, he'd, t- like, he'd go, like, inflict serious wounds. He had, like, death metal. <laughs> he, had, he had a lot of stuff. He was real strong. Um... He had, a, like, two attacks with a war pick, and I'm pretty sure the war pick had, like, a plus 14 to hit. <laughs> and then the yeah. second attack had something crazy, like, plus nine. Yeah. Uh, the guy was actually insane, and almost TPK'd him. And he was just one guy, and it was, like, kind of an... I would say an impressive boss fight. I'm pretty sure it challenged the party, even though it was just one guy and six, like, one CR monsters. Yeah. Um... And then they opened up where he was staying, and there was a dungeon down there. The first thing they did was they met a ghost... Who said, please get my body back. And then he had a, like, stone cube that was just kind of sitting there. He's like, don't touch the cube. Get my body back. It's the icebox. Yeah, it was the icebox. Um, and then every room that they went in that didn't have, like, a monster or a hint of a monster in it effectively just had a bunch of ominous words and sayings like, uh, kill the rest, save yourself. Mm-hmm. And, like, it is awoken in, like, orcish runes. It's like a, a wall that's... It, like spells out different colors, or something like that. I'm like mm-hmm. uh, the guy with the ghost room just goes like, "Oh, hey, I wanted to solve a riddle. Uh, like that's why I'm down here. That's why. Like, and then I just suddenly lost my body, and it was just like sapphire, ruby, golden, yeah. golden. Like it was just words in a sequence. Um, and they were exploring pretty much as a spoiler, I guess, because they were we're not going back up the mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pretty much explored every non-creature encounter <laughs> room. Nice. Uh, and decided to leave because yep. all the ominous sayings are just like hell no, too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're already down like 
not all of us are here. We are, we have a one arm paladin. We just fought a necromancer that nearly fucking murdered yeah. us all. We're not in good shape. No, in fact, <laughs> this I'm, ain't us. I'm pretty sure the only one monster encounter room that you didn't go into. You open it up, filled with bats, just wall to wall bats. The only thing that wasn't bats in the room, besides like the guano and nesting down below on the floor, was on the west wall, filled with demonic war masks. Nice. So they were like. Yeah, we're not going in here. <laughs> Closed yeah. door. We're done. We're done. Yeah. We'll find your body later, Ghost Man. Bye. Yeah. I'm never going to find that body. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's when it's time to go home. <laughs> and uh, that adventure ended with them down the mountain. I want to do something uh, with them, uh, which is why I was kind of like, hold on. P-Team is currently at the mountain. Uh, we want. I, I kind of want to either set something up or uh, try to try to do something neat, but... That really depends on if uh, Dakota or uh, interested parties are in. Yeah. Because we... That Getting Dakota po- to show up is the hard part. Yeah. Claw point. We need to get the paladins arm... Bring the arm back. <laughs> Fucking... What is with Dakota? He's a dramatic character. He is very dramatic. It just... I told him. Get rid of the arm. Go get a mechanical one. You'll be <laughs> fine. They're dirt cheap. Yeah, but... Yeah, he was arguing that this god might not like it, but at the same time, if you bling it, the god of nobility would be like, that's a sick art. This is the first step to the Adeptus. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> well, here, like, yeah, his god might prefer... Chances are, if it was punching him, the god's like, yeah, don't put any arm back on. That that would be the thing. You know, mechanical arm isn't going to piss it off any more than going to a different church yeah. and having someone else reattach your severed arm. That's going to piss him off. I mean, I kind of set up Miss Merch's Church to be like a pantheon to all, just because I kind of wanted anyone to play in that campaign. Yeah. Uh, but well, like, it's pretty easy just to say there's a church for anyone here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I assume that's what it was. I'd completely say if you take a donation to the church, they'll, like, take a high-level priest and they're just going to, like, restore the arm back, because that, that is a thing in Pathfinder. Yeah. Um... Kind of like how how Mop did. Uh, I'm pretty sure in Emily's campaign, we just took Mop there, and it was like, uh, just pay for the pay for the stuff. We'll 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 do yeah. this charitable thing. Mm. Fucking all pitched in and bring Mop back. Although <laughs> it'd be really fun if one of you guys and we actually decide to revive the character to be like, all right, so you guys have a week deadline before this corpse just kind of goes to go up the fucking like mountain or death trail to this priest that's like doing a missionary work to cleanse a land to come bring him back here so we can revive this person. Yeah. How much do you want this? Yeah. Lose another friend on your way. It's really Jesus good. Jesus Christ, yeah. I've always wanted to try like a Lisa thing where Oh god. Well, yeah. I'm <laughs> not that dramatic cuz I'm pretty sure if I tried a Lisa thing, half of you would be dead. I don't want to lock you in a barn and force you to select a party member to play Russian roulette. Oh, no. Do not want. <laughs> but, like, I'd like a adventure to be... Like, I think a good adventure uh, setup is these guys just tie you up completely, like... It really depends on the guy who's on watch or how prepared the party is. But I kind of want a situation in which a rival group steals all your shit. And then you have to work from, like, at that specific adventure, from whatever you can get... To go, like, catch these guys and, like, get all your shit back. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it makes a villain. It makes hell of a villain. Especially where, like, if you just come back and get an essential quest item and they're like, here's a 
Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> we do need a Yoshikage Kira sort of situation eventually. Yeah. <laughs> we have the city. Oh, I mean, Fox Club's still around. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, yeah, you're right. That is our Kira. Oh. The fucking Snake Lady's technically our Kira. And then the face swapping. <laughs> well, okay, so she can face swap whoever she wants. She's she's a shapeshifter. Yeah. She just chose Foxglove because imply and as implied, they're just kind of like they know each other somewhat. Hmm. And she's been very like playful with uh Purvis and the other party members, so like it wouldn't be unreasonable to say like Foxglove is her friend. Yeah, we don't we don't like Foxglove, but the big bad hand stealing vi- villain is uh somewhere out there still. I can't wait to like. <laughs> I can't wait till you like find someone else to throw in jail and just notice that she's not there anymore. <laughs> or like she's like the the half elf girl that you put in jail is now suddenly a like three foot pudgy dwarf. Shit. <laughs> 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 yeah. Just just she's leader you of a wait. gang. Why would she not? <laughs> just you wait for the toe wizard. Oh no no don't don't do this no. <laughs> No. Paladin of Dupe, Toe Wizard. God. Why is all of us gross? Like it's what I do best. It's just eventual that everybody just plays a really gross character. <laughs> Wait, what are you gonna roll for uh for the new campaign set? <laughs> <laughs>